watch how the moon sits in the sky in the dark night, shining with the light from the sun. The sun doesn't give the light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna owe him one. It makes me think of how you act with me. You do favors there rapidly. You just turn around and start asking me about things that you want back from me. I'm sick of the tension, sick of the hunger, sick of you acting like I owe you this. Find another place to feed your greed while I find a place to rest. I wanna be in another visit when you say you don't understand. Say it's not meant to be. I wanna be with the energy and not with the enemy, a face for my head. Today, we're talking about Lincoln Park. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, where we take a look at art from pop culture and uncover the true, good, and beautiful elements found therein. Let's get started. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism on Awaken Catholic. Today we are talking about one of the great rock bands of the 20th, 21st century, Lincoln <sighs> Park. Singing that intro with you. Got yeah. me right in the feels. Uh-huh. Got me right in the feels right in the as well. Feels. Today, for my guest, I'm very honored to have the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst, <laughs> with me right here. Oh, oh my just, gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah, he didn't take that big of a leap. He, he went to run a jazz nightclub. Uh, he didn't become a Catholic uh, and president of a nonprofit. It's a That's little bit true. of a different trajectory. This is actually president of Awakened Catholic, Nick Delatore in the flesh. I like that shirt, man. Thank you. Uh, oh, you mean this whole thing? Yes, that old thing is. You know, this shirt uh, is really great. It serves so many purposes. It's uh, it's good for uh, warding off demons while also evangelizing, and can be found on awakencatholic.org in the shop. No way! Oh yeah, that's so funny you'd ask. (laughs) Um, And that's the Benedict Medal. It is the Saint Benedict Medal, one half of it. And you have a tattoo. I do. I'm a little obsessed. A little obsessed. It's on my forearm. I do not have a tattoo, but one of these days, I've been discerning a tattoo for like 20 years. Well, next time you come into town, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> so today we are talking about one of, as I said, one of the great rock bands of the 21st century. Uh, let's get their picture up there. Lincoln Park. And uh, these guys formed in 1996. They sold 100 million records. Just a few. Yeah. Uh, since then, their breakout album was called Hybrid Theory in 19. 19- uh, in 2000 was Hybrid Theory, and so it's coming up on 20 years. The 20th anniversary is actually this year, and they're releasing uh, a deluxe box set on October 9th, which is actually why one of the reasons why we decided to do this topic and uh, this this episode on uh, Lincoln Park. So we're not going to just cut, talk about Hybrid Theory. We're going to talk about all their albums, or music from across their albums, I should say. Meteora, Meteor, Minutes to Midnight, A Thousand Suns, Living Things, The Hunting Party, and One More Light in 2017. Uh, they've won two Billboard Music Awards, six American American Music Awards and two Grammys, uh, and very sadly, in 2017, uh, one their their main singer, well, one of their two main singers, Chester Bennington, uh, committed suicide. Over it's been days. three years. It's been three years. Yeah. He oh was my gosh. 41, 2017. Feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, it feels like it just happened. That was such a huge blow. Yeah. Even just hearing you read off and like this is the the fact that this is the 20th anniversary of hybrid theory is Mm -hmm. blowing my mind. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to process that because I just remember as a kid it coming out and and just this um, this fire came over me with with excitement and passion when I heard the sounds Mm -hmm. that they were producing that that were like nothing I had really ever heard before. Yeah, they do. And it's been 20 years, 20 years. Hard to believe. It's so weird. Hard to believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they, they really outlasted all those other groups like Limp Biscuit, Insane Clown Pussy, that were that, that rap rock hybrid. Like they really, yeah. like 311, I think, that wasn't really as much their thing. They did yeah. a little bit There's of it. There's more reggae. Yeah. yeah. Rage Against the Machine, they, they, they fizzled out, even though I'm, I'm a huge fan of Rage Against yeah. the Machine. Um, but they, they've really endured. So they did something different and we're going to kind of get into that. Uh, I mean, they did a lot of things differently, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's good reason for the, for the fact that they've endured and that Chester meant so much, so much to so many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we get into it, I want to tell you a little bit about Awaken Catholic and how you can support us. If you go to awakencatholic.org slash donate, you can help make the shows here possible. Join the Awaken Nation, make a one-time or a weekly donation. And that does that, that, that keeps the lights on and the cameras running. So if you like what is happening here and this is edifying for you, uh, don't, don't sit on the sidelines, join our team, become part of the nation. You can also join us by downloading the Halo app through our website. Hello is an awesome app. I know tons of people that use it. My wife uses it all the time. They've got the voice of Jesus from Chosen. It's, it's, it's a great meditation app. And you can get a free month of premium, of the premium version of the app, uh, by going through our website. Or you can go to hallow.app slash uh, awaken. I know you use that app, right? I literally use it every single day. Mm-hmm. I love the app. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Great for in the car, going to bed, or waking up in the morning, or whatever. So, you ready to talk about some Lincoln Park? Ooh, I am so ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's look at that that picture one more time of the guys. Yeah. Um, so you got Mike Shinoda, the main rapper, and uh, Chester Bennington there in the front, and the other guys in the back. Now, um, they often are known for when they take pictures. Uh, they really try to like mix it up. They don't always put the lead singers in the front. A mm-hmm. lot of times they they mix it up, and I think they have a real humility about them. Yeah, it's really beautiful. In, yeah, in that way. So here's uh, their breakout album hybrid theory and then there's the 20th anniversary version that's coming out and here is chester man even just seeing that picture it's just like i uh i don't know if we can do this (laughs) i did not know i would feel emotional during this episode (laughs) wow well there you go let's take that let's take the picture off yeah (laughs) we'll we'll look at some lyrics so uh let's uh yeah i i know what you mean a good friend of mine uh tony tony esser who i i write with at the the holy ruckus when one of the articles he wrote when that died when um chester died he wrote an article and a reflection on Mm. uh chester's passing that was that was really moving so we'll we'll put put that in the show notes yeah i would love to read Um, that so what we're going to do here, we're going to talk uh, about their music and artistically why they're so special. And then we'll get into some of the thematic elements and the spirituality of them. So, uh, Nick, tell me something that you love about Linkin Park and their craft and their music. Man, where to begin? Um, so I'm going to uh, particularly, uh, so we're, you know, obviously it's the 20th anniversary of Hybrid Theory. So we're going to put a special emphasis on that today. Um, my two favorite albums from them are Hybrid Theory and Meteora. Um, now... Uh, we'll get into kind of more of the nitty gritty of this maybe, but like those two albums were produced by Don Gilmore hmm. and he outside of those two albums was not involved in the project at all hmm. from what I understand. Um, and so it's probably no surprise like there must be something about what Don Gilmore does with an artist that uh, really appeals to me. Yeah. But what really strikes me about Linkin Park, um, so I, I'm, a, I'm an artist and I'm a creator. I produce music. I obviously do video work and graphical work. And when something is good art, it gives you an experience without drawing attention to like 
anything specific about what it took to give you that experience. Mm. Uh, and I literally just came up with that right now, but I really hope it's the kind of thing that gets people really excited to quote me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you think about like when you're watching a movie and the score of that movie, the soundtrack just really uh, sets the scene and like it gives you feelings um, it, it really augments what your experience is of, of watching a certain scene, but it doesn't necessarily, if it's doing it right, it doesn't say, hey, look at me, I'm the musical score. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a similar way, the, the people that are in charge of the lighting for a movie, right? If, if the lighting is done really well, you just are able to take in that movie just mm-hmm. the right way, but you're not thinking to yourself, wow, this scene was lit really well. Mm-hmm. You're just experiencing the scene. Yeah. Or if the sound guy does a really good job. If the sound, same thing, yeah. <laughs> Nobody notices. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's exactly what you want. And so when yeah. I think about the music of Linkin Park, none of their musicians, especially, this is, this is uh, most of all true in Hybrid Theory and Meteora, none of their musicians are showboating. Like, mm-hmm. they are creating an experience that they're they're not going crazy with guitar solos um you know like there there's a real place for in my opinion instrumental solos where it can really evoke emotion mm-hmm. um in a way like for example if you're watching a cello or violin classical performance and you're there live and you're watching that person just grind on their strings and, and just this powerful emotion yeah. you can have a super emotional response to that yeah and it's part of the experience that is is, is kind of this all-encompassing thing but like when you just hear kind of, uh, you know, classic rock or whatever, you hear someone do a guitar solo, it's like, cool, wow, they're so talented, mm-hmm. whatever, but it might not necessarily evoke the same drama in you. Yeah. And so they don't do, in, in in particular, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, they don't do things just to say, hey, look at us. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe one exception to that, in my opinion, and that's the the song called Mr. Han. Isn't that what it's called? And it's I just, don't know this song. Yeah, it's just literally, I think it might be on like a, a bonus edition of the, of the Hybrid Theory, where it's just literally like Mr. Han doing a bunch of like, DJ fun stuff. Oh, the DJ guy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the exception of that, like they're really just creating an experience for the listener that is just this enrapturing thing um, that I just really appreciate. That they were less concerned about showing how talented they were, and they mm-hmm. just wanted you to feel something. Yeah, yeah. They do really weave together really well. They have guitars, and they have uh, DJ the scratching, and they do use a lot of programming and drum machines, yeah. but then live drums as well. Uh, Mike Shinoda, the main rapper, he sings. He sings harmony and. Andy raps, Andy plays guitar on stuff, Andy plays piano on stuff, and there's just, um, they they, they fit different roles really well. Um, And I love the way that Mike and Chester go back and forth, and as two front men, Mike, even though he's rapping, he's one of my favorite rappers. I just think he's so good. Just his flow is on point. It's like and butter. He's just, yeah, it's just like butter. And he's talking about intense, sometimes angry things, but he like sounds kind of happy. You know, and if you <laughs> yeah. see him, he's kind of he's kind of smiling like, yeah, I know I'm killing this beat right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's so good. And he's worked with a lot of like, you know, big people. And I uh, just, I, I love the kind of the, the duality, almost the yin yang of him and Chester because Chester is just so intense yeah you know <laughs> they really and do complement each other well like that. yeah and sometimes even in the songs just the back and forth of those and I, I think a lot of times when you have bands kind of with um it's hard to do but when it, it happens it, it it happens well and the, the only other um example that's coming to mind right now and you're gonna laugh at me for this is in sync um <laughs> is justin timberlake <laughs> and jc right two very different voices two very different personalities yeah but they just worked really well together you know and it's 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 kind of a, a similar thing here it's hard it's to have true. a band with two front men it's true um 
So the other thing I was going to say is I had a chance to see Linkin Park live oh in gosh, the stop. summer the summer of 2006 at the Live 8 Festival in Philadelphia. And I, there was a bunch of people there. Josh Groban was there and Keith Urban what? and D- Dave Matthews, Sarah McLaughlin. Um, Josh and, Groban uh, actually did a cover of a, of a Linkin Park song. Oh, yeah? He played uh, at one of his concerts, My December, which oh, is a Linkin wow. Park song. It's yeah. a very uh-huh. little-known Linkin Park song, but uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, it was, Alicia Keys was there. John Legend was there. There was there was um, Maroon 5 was there and played with Stevie Wonder. It was like every so many people that are huge names were there. But in the middle of the day, uh, Will Smith was there, too, which was cool because it was Philly. <laughs> nice. um, and, uh, but the biggest thing of the day was Linkin Park was there with Jay-Z. And it was right when they had done their mashup album. It was like the black album of yeah. Jay Z and and I forget what it was. Wasn't it live in Texas or something like that? They they did like it was, a it was a studio thing they did together. Oh um, I thought it was a live thing. Okay. Yeah, or maybe they did a live thing too, but there were yeah. there was a studio and there was only they only performed those songs together. Uh, a few times and that was one of the times wow. and it was really clear that Linkin Park was a great live band and like Jay-Z was fine but um it was clear that like they were yeah. much much better performers very different <laughs> and, dynamic yeah, yeah very different dynamic and they were just so good it was one of the wow. best best performances I've ever seen I really have special. a um, appreciation that a brother of mine had that experience while also being violently envious of what you experienced <laughs> It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I, I wasn't really going mainly for them. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew a couple of their songs, but that made me a fan. Wow. So. That's so cool. Yeah. It was really cool. What, what else do you love about them musically, artistically? I'm kind of curious. Um, so, I mean, the lyrics are a whole nother thing and we'll get into that as yeah. we look at some of the songs. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, so you just, okay. I guess you just answered the question I was about to ask. I was about to ask how you kind of got to know them because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just said that you saw them live and that was yeah. kind of a opening door also a guy a guy that i worked with when i was a lifeguard um had the reanimation album which was like all the remixes of hybrid theory yeah yeah and so that's kind of how i learned hybrid theory was first through the remixes wow. and then i the album was on sale cheap ones one somewhere and i was like oh it's like three bucks at this used cd store i'm totally getting this and then i was like yes Park, <laughs> so, yeah. that's awesome um, for mm-hmm. me when i got to know them i like i don't know the, the stars aligned like god I don't. I don't want to say explicitly that God was in the moment because of the other things I got exposed to in the same moment. But, <laughs> um, but I was. Uh, so I, I'm bilingual. I grew up speaking Spanish, Spanish-speaking household, and I, um, when I was underage in terms of like I wasn't allowed to be paid to work yet. Mm. Um, I would still like they would need people like me in the emergency room at the hospital and to mm. translate for you know victims of car accidents or whatever. Wow. So I, I got this one call, um, and I usually would show up if my mom couldn't, and mm. she. She was really the person they wanted, but mm-hmm. um, they got me. And uh, so I showed up this this massive car accident with a bunch of really fantastic um, Hispanic people uh, that luckily, like, no one was to hurt. But mm-hmm. um, I spent a lot of time there that day because there was mm-hmm. uh, a handful of people that I had to translate for go to, from room to room. Mm-hmm. And uh, in return, mm-hmm. they gave me a gift card because they couldn't pay me. They gave me a gift card to Finder's. Uh, record store. Wow. And if you are in Northwest Ohio, you know, Finders is this incredible classic place that just the town adores here uh, in Bowling Green. But I, um, we actually just walked past it the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to Finders Mm -hmm. and there were, I think, three CDs that I bought. I don't remember the third one. One of them was Corn. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's one of the ones I know God was not like looking for me to find. <laughs> I didn't know what I was looking for. Like I was just like, I want rock music, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. Um, and, and then the other one was hybrid theory. And I was so, it was such a transformative moment because I just became so obsessed with their music for Man. so long. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it's such a chance thing too yeah you know? it is that's cool by the way if you ever decide to start a mariachi band i think fantastic <laughs> hispanics would be a good name so. <laughs> fantastic hispanics that's how you describe the, oh, the people yeah. <laughs> you said a car accident with some fantastic well hispanics. i'm cuban so that's not really a mariachi thing oh but all right okay sorry yeah I, it's all right i don't mean to lump you all well in, you know so. i'm very offended but let's yeah, move on i'm canceled now sorry <laughs> sorry no offense uh no it's uh, I, I, it's fine um mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's super interesting how that happened. But yeah, I think um, I I really love that they, they do take you on like this cinematic experience. Like they don't just kind of stick to the traditional ways of like, okay, it's a rock song, so we're going to have like a guitar thing here, whatever. Like they really just create this experience like I was getting at earlier. But the way that the music interweaves with the lyrics, mm -hmm. and it just is so well put together, right? Like you, yeah. you think about other bands that I, that I also uh, enjoyed a lot in my youth, like um breaking benjamin and, and some of these guys like they kind of had have one setting it's like mm -hmm. one dynamic pretty much the whole time yeah no matter what they're talking about and mm -hmm. it's all like there's stuff in there that is great despite mm -hmm. that but with lincoln park like they do this thing so masterfully where where whatever is being talked about number one they only talk about very serious stuff very serious yeah but they they find a way to very creatively uh without becoming a broken record mm -hmm. um really make the music elevate the lyrical yes. content mm -hmm. in a in such a profound way that is super unique yeah well even that song that we started with plays yeah. in my head like it starts off with that little guitar riff that dun, 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 and then the bum bum yeah and it, like just out of nowhere yeah just, there's, there's yeah. all these ups and downs the other song on that album that makes me think of that is um by myself yeah because it's like real chill and mike's rapping and it's real smooth and then chester comes in and it's like myself but it, it yeah. blows up <laughs> but it somehow still feels cohesive. Yeah, it's not it like, does. like there are other rock bands that I really, uh, you know, that I've appreciated a lot of their music. Like Finger Eleven has a lot of really cool stuff. But like a lot of times they'll do these these shifts in dynamic that feel almost like in, in, put upon you. Like, hey, we, we know we can't sound the same the whole time. So here's this unexpected sound, you know. And, and I don't feel mm -hmm. like Linkin Park is doing that yeah. at any point. Yeah. And something I was thinking about the other day is what other song, what other group had major radio play that screamed on a regular basis. Ooh. I don't I can't think of a single one. Hmm. I can't like there's one Foo Fighters song where Dave Grohl screams oh, yeah. in Monkey Wrench. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty rare to hear screaming on the radio. So true. And Linkin Park made like screamo pop, like crossover. Like Top 40 radio in yeah, particular. Yeah, Top 40 radio, yeah. regular rock station. Yeah. Like they they made screamo crossover, which yeah. is But you know a why? Major, and why? This gets into the lyrical stuff. Because it meant something. It meant something. Yeah. It wasn't just, hey, we are a screaming genre. Yeah. It was like, hey, uh, I'm dealing with some really difficult stuff. Maybe you'll relate to me. Let's mm -hmm. scream together. You yeah. know, like. Well, and I think also because Chester has a crazy good voice. Yeah. And he wasn't just screaming. He could sing his butt off. Yeah. But also scream. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is actually a big part of why I also appreciate other bands like Disturbed. Because very mm -hmm. similarly, David Draymond. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, their music can be really dark and sometimes questionable in spiritual nature. But mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, I do know for a fact it's all a gimmick and it, it's just metaphors for them. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, David Draymond as a vocalist is such an interesting person. So good. Such an interesting oh talent. But it's the same thing where he doesn't just scream. Like, it's all, anytime that you hear his voice going into that scream mode, it's super melodic, even then. Mm -hmm. um, like that, that Sound of Silence cover. It's yeah, just, exactly, oh, yeah. But but so that's good. a very rare thing. Like, you can count on one, one hand the bands that do that and do it well. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I love... Um, 
Chester, who, the the other big rock star who who died tragically around the same time as Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. the Soundgarden and Audio Slave, and um, Chester and Chris were actually good friends. And you can go on YouTube and find s- videos of them singing "Hunger Strike" together and singing songs together. And it's wow. just, um, yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. I have not done that, but yeah. I want to do it. Do it. Um, anything else about uh, what you, what you love about their music? I mean, there's there's also the dynamic of the um, the fact that it brings me back to times in my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's the nostalgia um, that it just it means a lot because I know what I was going through when I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you feel like it it did for you? Do you feel like it made you angrier? Do you feel like it gave you a place to vent? Like, how no. do you feel like it 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 affected you? Did well, it, did it affect you? It, it definitely affected me. Um, I think it was in a time in my life that I was dealing with a lot of anger personally, mm-hmm. and I was dealing with a lot of frustrations. You know, I'll just be very real right now. Like, my parents got divorced very early on in my mm-hmm. youth. Uh, I, it was the summer after my fourth grade, and there were there was a lot of like, you know, my parents love me. Mm. I know that they love my siblings. And in, 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 in a way, I know that they still care about each other. They love each other. And th- mm-hmm. today they get along greatly. But in that time, you know, we were dealing with years of custody battles. Mm-hmm. And I had been a student that generally excelled mm-hmm. and kind of beginning in fifth grade that started to plummet. And mm-hmm. um, I just was not an academic student. I wasn't interested in academia. I was very passionate about the arts. I was very passionate about expressing and creating. I loved creating and um, I really struggled to have the discipline to bring myself to do things that were outside of my nature. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the willpower to do that because I was so emotionally and mentally drained by what life was doing to me mm-hmm. that what might have been easier for another kid to just you know muster up the, the whatever to do, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that. And so I remember spending hours and hours at night doing homework which was me sitting at the dinner table with headphones, listening to Linkin Park's hybrid theory for hours, hating life. Mm. I'm I'm talking about like junior high, like hating life and hating what was in front of me, which was this, this stuff that did not matter to me at all. Mm -hmm. Like why does schoolwork matter when my, my life Mm -hmm. doesn't matter? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something as, as an educator that they teach you in when you take education classes, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it's like you can't think about C until you think about A and B. Like That's if you're good, if you're hungry, yeah. you can't learn math. If you're don't feel safe, you can't learn to yeah. read you know like so um and that's something that they, they teach us is a lot of times when students are are struggling it's not really the subject they're struggling with a lot of times it's something emotionally that, that was me struggling. yeah that was, and my teachers didn't understand that my mm-hmm. parents didn't understand that uh and what i found in the music of lincoln park and some other bands at the time i found a voice that understood me mm. i found a voice that was expressing something that i didn't know how to express yeah. or didn't have a way to express mm-hmm. And feeling understood is like such a primordial thing yeah. that everybody needs. Mm-hmm. And I found that in their music and I'm really working hard. I'm, I'm working overtime right now to not get emotional. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. I mean, you're not just sharing it with me. But, but that's why this type of music matters, right? Like, yeah. we, we, you know, what I, I guess, you know, we have a very Christian audience generally. We have a Catholic mm-hmm. audience. And I kind of want to articulate it by sharing that story. Like, parents, I know that this music might seem off-putting. This music might seem, 
you know, a little bit intimidating to try to understand why your kid might be interested in it or whatever. But like it, art, this is art. It isn't mm -hmm. just scary. Yeah. You know, it, this is this is this is expression of a human experience that just because you might not relate to it, it has a real place in mm -hmm. a lot of people's lives to help them feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think. um yeah, maybe for this generation, somebody like Billie Eilish. Oh my gosh, that's or, such a perfect example yeah. of that. Or I don't know if you're familiar with the the rapper NF. No. Um, and he's really good, but uh, same same sort of thing. Like he raps about like real stuff. Yeah. Um, so and I I feel like I remember Eminem would rap about that sort of thing. He's like, you know, maybe some, oh, yeah. maybe by me rapping about this stuff. Eminem like was another one that I really that. grew fond of for the very mm -hmm. reason, like not that we had shared experiences, but that <clears throat> the the feelings that he had, I really related yeah. to. Yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I, for me, I, uh, I almost feel embarrassed sometimes because I had like such a healthy upbringing, and I realize how on abnormal it is now. Like my, my, I, yeah, I, I've, I've, I'm so blessed for just my experience. I had very, very little trauma. Well, congratulations, up, so. Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 I share that because I, I think for me listening to these guys it was almost the same way i listened to like gangster rap like i love dr dre mm, and snoop dogg and that sort of thing and it was like entering into a another world it was like watching a western you know yeah. it was like this isn't real life this is for fun <laughs> this is pretend yeah get on my gat and rat-a-tat-tat -tat on a oh on a gosh. you know words i never thought would be on awakened catholic get out my gat rat-a-tat-tat -tat. yeah 187 on a <laughs> on a cop, you know, like those sorts oh of things. Gosh. It was, it was like playing a, it was like playing a game for me. And of course, now that I'm older, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like real life for some people, you know? Um, and, and this sort of thing is real life for some exactly. people. Whereas for me, I was like happy go lucky kid in my car cranking, you know, plays from my head, be like, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> singing about how I hate, rapping about how I hate life, but really I, I love life. I'm, I'm fairly well adjusted and my life is okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's to be kinda, clear, yeah. I am too. Like I'm, I'm good. Jesus has done a lot. So mm -hmm. we're, we're in a Amen. good place. Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, so let's talk about some of the, uh, the spiritual aspects of this song. Um, so are there any songs specifically that you wanted to talk about? Well, I think, um, why don't we look at crawling in my skin first? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where I have this. This is not in a good order. There's yeah, crawling. Yeah, yep. there it is. Uh, it's crawling. It one of their crawling. one of their first songs. Yeah. Yeah. This was a huge, wildly. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know where this was on the charts, but I know that it was played all the time. Yeah, one of their it was on MTV. The video. Yep. Yeah, and I think that um, this is such a perfect example. This song is a perfect example of like them expressing a human experience that so many people couldn't relate to. Mm -hmm. And they do it in a way that is is articulate and descriptive enough that it is really identifying a real thing mm -hmm. while somehow making it broad enough that you can almost attach whatever's going on in everyone's unique lives to this. Yeah. So everybody, you know, well, let's just look at some of these lyrics. Yeah. You want to look that or keep going? Um, there's something inside me that pulls beneath the surface, consuming, confusing. This lack of self-control I fear is never-ending, controlling. I can't seem to find myself again. My walls are closing in. Mm. I mean, talk about something that so many people can relate mm -hmm. to, Like, but it's so real. No confidence, too much pressure to take, so insecure, discomfort endlessly pulling me, distracting. Against my will I stand, beside my own reflection. Yeah. Wow. Can we go back a couple yeah, slides? sure. Yeah, so there's something inside me that pulls beneath the surface. I, I feel like, 
you know that 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 to me represents the potential for like a lot of different ideas um you know if you're in a, a relationship whether it's a uh a spousal relationship that is unhealthy in whatever way or like even a parental relationship um and there's something in you that is like this is not healthy this there's something that i can't shake and it's inside me and it's scratching and it's like there's it's bubbling and and uh, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing, the kind of experience that they're describing here, and um, and and th- that that some of those feelings can be confusing, especially for people that are in a spousal relationship mm-hmm. that is unhealthy. Like that can be a very confusing thing, especially if you're in a Christian and Catholic context. Like, mm-hmm. you know, th- I'm I'm married for life. Like this was a mm-hmm. covenant. What do I do with these feelings? Yeah. Like. I, I just think that, that that by itself is something to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. how do you handle And I've known so many people that I care about that have been married and in dreadfully sad situations yep. where they have been so torn, many times feeling alone because they didn't know how to share this with other people without being judged. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, where do I do? I mean, yeah. I'm in a where covenant. Do I, where do like, I go? Where do I turn? What do I do for help? How do I... Can it can it get better? Or just having the hope to believe that it can get better, right? And am I going to put in all this this heart wrenching work into this, which is like tearing me apart, and it's not going to make any difference? Yeah, um, I know people that that that, that experience that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of talk of dysfunctional relationships, and it, you know, it could be a romantic relationship, it could be a, a parent, uh, but that's that's a major theme through many of their songs mm-hmm. is those dysfunctional relationships, and I think. Um, I think you're right. People listen to this and they feel heard. Yeah, you know, um, to to make it a little bit spiritual. I don't, I don't know any of their their spiritual beliefs or at all. But these, there's not always a lot of hope in their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but these songs remind me of things in the Old Testament that are laments. Oh wow, yeah, know, that yeah, just songs that are just absolutely. They're just singing about how how awful it is. So some of the and, psalms, but definitely the lamentations. Yeah, definitely like, the lamentations, and th- and yeah, through some of the prophets, Jeremiah. And, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with you, and um, and then I also think about how like when we feel stuck and we feel confined by a situation we can behave in ways that seem outside ourselves. We can behave mm-hmm. in ways that um, surprise even us yeah. in the negative sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this lack of self-control, I fear is never ending, like where you just don't know what you're going to do next. You don't know how you're going to explode next. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And I just, I mean, that is such a real experience as well. And I think that it's it's helpful. Something from the Christian tradition that can be helpful here is a proper understanding of evil and the devil and temptation Ooh, is yeah. because some people overemphasize that and then it becomes uh, a, a way to let go of responsibility right. and be like, oh, the devil made me do it right. and it's not really my fault. It's pretty but cheap. on the other side, I think there's, there, there's, an, a, there's a mistake to be had on the other side too where you take on all the responsibility and you're so scrupulous and hard on yourself that, oh, I sinned again. Oh, yeah. I did this again. Oh, I didn't do that. And there's... At some point, there should be, there is such a thing as a healthy recognition of there's a part of myself that is not the real me. Yes. There's this demonic self. There's this broken part of myself. There's this, my temptations are not me. I forget. They don't represent me. I forget. What was the book, Alina, that we were reading about? um, It was the discernment of the spirits or something. Yeah. It's very St. Ignatius. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and there was this great line that's very simple. Not every thought you have is yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there are demonic and angelic mm-hmm. 
beings, like literal not, uh, forces, almost makes it too nebulous. Yeah, too nebulous. <laughs> there are specific angelic and demonic beings that like literally are trying to either help or ruin us like the screw tape letters exactly yeah. like mm-hmm. the screw tape letters mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that that comes from from saint ignatius a lot of saint ignatius uh, uh, saint ignatius loyola uh he founded the jesuits a uh, saint from the 1500s and he was in the spanish army got hit in the in the leg some people say the groin by a, cr- a cannonball and uh he spent like months maybe years i'm a little fuzzy on the details but he spent a long time in bed recovering i was in and, his bedroom yeah you were in his bedroom? I was. I, I got to lead worship there. Uh, it was insane. Wow. Yeah, they call it the conversion chapel because he was converted through uh, some visions he had. Um, um, he was reading the Bible and the yeah. lives of the saints, yeah. 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 Wow. And I know that while he was there, he wrote the spiritual exercises, which became um, Jesuits and many other uh, communities do a 30-day silent retreat, and they take you through these exercises. I've done I've done a couple of three-day ones, um, but the— uh, and the, the examine, which you can get through the Hello app, is one of those exercises he came up with while he was there. So <laughs> there <laughs> check out is. the Hello app through Awakening Catholic. <laughs> Never miss a chance to make a plug. Um, but a lot of what he did was trying to discern uh, the evil spirit from the good spirit. Yeah. And the discernment of spirits is kind of, he literally wrote the book on that. So, so I think even from a, there, so there's that spiritual component about mm. who, about the thoughts that we're having and the mm. ways that we're reacting to things. Even if you are listening to this or you know someone who, you know, if you're listening to this and you know somebody like this, if you are struggling to accept the spiritual side of that, from a secular standpoint, our psychology, the way that we process things and the ways that we get triggered about things is such a a comprehensive amalgamation of everything we've ever experienced, not to mention our chemistry. Um, And there might be some wounds in you that are uh, imprinted on your psyche that are like before your memories, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there, so many things affect us that we don't even realize. Yep. And then when you add to that, the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, where's paper cut? Oh. <laughs> because this is off hybrid theory too. It made me think of this uh, line, like a face that I hold inside, a face that awakes when I close my eyes, a face that watches every time I lie, a face that laughs every time I fall. It merges everything. Yeah, it's hard not to rap these yeah. lyrics. <laughs> Shinoda is so good. Oh, man. Uh, did you ever listen to Fort Minor? Uh, his, I did. His yeah, side did. project. That was, yeah, that was really it was cool. really good. It was yeah. really good. Um, so that idea of the face inside me, hearing me right beneath the skin. That idea of like a face, a fake face, or a fake that's watching me. It reminds me um, when uh, we did the episode with John Mark Grodi, and we talked about Blurry Face, the twenty one, oh, yes. the twenty one Pilots album. You're absolutely right. And this right. idea that there's there's this blur, there's this I have two faces, and Blurry is the one I'm not. And there's this idea here that there's there's something else inside me that's not me that I'm fighting against. There's wow. something that there's this real me this authentic me and this false me and uh yeah it's right here wow that's so huge mm-hmm. i can relate to that personal i mean even mm-hmm. since my conversion like there's another nick that i mm-hmm. uh, you know i uh, had i had to murder another nick um to 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 allow the nick that i am now in christ to you know yeah i mean it's i'm a new it, it's saint paul uh what, what was it what is a new it creation it, your new creation in christ mm-hmm. and and that's that's how i feel but I still acknowledge that that ugly Nick, the blurry Nick, that dude is still possible. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I make the wrong moves, if I let the wrong things creep into my life, yep. that mm-hmm. dude is still someone that can come back. Yeah. 
but oh, yeah. but I can't let him. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and even in um, yeah, and I I, I feel the, the same way, and I, I feel like it's very. Um, you and I have talked about this before. Sometimes it's very sinister in me because the false me is the me that wants all the attention and everybody to think I'm great. I'm a people pleaser and I right. want everybody to tell me how great I am. Um, but that manifest in my, my actions can appear very exterior on the outside is very good. Yeah. Right. I'm a generous person. I'm a friendly person. And but if secretly my motivations inside are really just because I'm like whoring attention, <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? like <laughs> I am or whoring for attention, I guess you should say, um, then that's, that's my false self that I have mm-hmm. to be so careful about. And like every day when I pray, I have to remind myself and I try to remind myself every day, like this is for God's glory. Another St. Ignatius thing, AMDG for the greater glory of God, ad majorum Dei gloriam. Um, I write that almost every day when I pray. I, I use the Palatine version because I'm a big fan of St. Vincent I'm Pilate. I'm Tenny and I know Latin. Yeah, I, I only know a few things in Latin, but St. <laughs> Vincent Pilate stole the Jesuits' motto. He, he does ad infinitum de gloriam so for the infinite glory of God. So that's at the, whenever I'm in my prayer journal writing, I, I wrote AMDG or AIDG at the top. Yeah. So just the idea that this is for your glory, God. And a lot of times so I pray that before we start an episode or before I give a talk or before I lead worship or before, before I'm playing somewhere or anything where there's a temptation where... Uh, for me to to make it all about me, I try to remember and pray, Lord, this is for your glory, yeah. not mine. Like, it's all for you. It's not for me. And if I, I have to be so, yeah. so careful or that false self well, and takes then, over. And then even just selfishly, like, you know, if you think of, if, if I think about when when that Nick, that blurry, gross Nick was the one occupying this space, yeah. um, not to be... Uh, you know, dualistic, but, mm-hmm. um, when I think about what life was like when that dude was in charge, mm-hmm. life, life sucked. Yeah. And so the, the idea that somehow, you know, there are still voices that like would ever try to deceive me into thinking that that's a better option. Mm-hmm. That's, that is uh, the, um, like the devil's not that creative. He doesn't have a lot of tools to work with. Yeah. You know, he can only twist. He can only, yeah. Yeah. He, he's pretty limited in what he can do. And when all he can serve up is what is obviously a lie, mm-hmm. because I know that that life was the worst. Mm-hmm. And I and I think about you know, I love life. Yeah, I never loved life mm-hmm. before Jesus. Oh man, I never loved life before my conversion. Wow. And the 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 notion that he would ever even try to deceive me is mm-hmm. laughable. Yeah. When I, when I, you know, I'm conscious of that, when I, when I catch him in it, it's like, you suck. I mean, you are such a wimp, Mm -hmm. you know, and when we can put him in that perspective, which is Mm -hmm. the proper perspective, which is the perspective that Adam should have had in the garden, that's when we can have control and dominion over ourselves Mm. in a, in a good and proper way. Preach, preach, preach. I do sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so for me, my version of my false self, I I feel the same way. Like when I let myself become obsessed with other people's opinion and and whether I'm getting like the praise I think I, I need and whether that's from a crowd I'm speaking or playing in front of, or whether I'm out with friends or whether I'm with my wife or with my kids or whoever it is that I'm seeking uh, attention and approval from, uh, then I'm not really enjoying myself. I'm just like obsessing over like the people like me and it's, it's this insecurity at, at, at heart. So interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Really interesting. Um, 
Uh, do you want to talk about this song from the inside? We have to. Yeah, so let's talk about it. To. This is not one I was familiar with until you, you showed it to me. What, tell me about this song. Um, well, actually, let's just go through the lyrics because mm-hmm. this is such a profound... Um, yeah, okay, I'm just going to start reading it. I don't know who to trust. Your surprise. Everyone feels so far away from me. Happy thoughts sift through dust and the lies... I'm trying not to break, but I'm so tired of this deceit. Every time I try to make myself get back up off my feet, all I ever think, I'm going to start rapping, all I ever think about is this, all the tiring time between and how, trying to put my trust in you just takes so much out of me. And all right, just stop there. Mm-hmm. Like It's in three, which I love. There's very few rap, yeah. there's very few songs it's, that are in three. The fact that, that they make songs, it work so. yeah, it's really is good. so beautiful. And I love, I love heavy songs in three too. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no. Continue. So I just think about like... Um, when we when we put people on a pedestal ever mm-hmm. we're going to get let down yeah by and large amen i mean I, I don't know of a situation where that doesn't become true yep mm-hmm. maybe jp2 mm-hmm. but even he had his shortcomings yeah people people complain about him because they were like this priest scandal exactly the priest scandal. And, i'm yeah. glad you said it that's yeah. where i was going to go with it so. yeah um so nobody's perfect if mm-hmm. the, the moment that you make someone a hero like JP two is a hero to me. It's me too. Yeah, me too. Despite I, named, that. I named my son JP. Yeah. So. And we've considered that if we have another son, he's right there. He's he's yeah. here. He's here because he's one of my heroes. Yeah. Um, our heroes as, as a as a family. Um, if the moment that you make your spouse or a, a friend or uh, someone that you look up to, the moment that you make them. Uh, your source of fulfillment or or even like what you were talking about like you know when you are expecting someone to like give you feedback like mm-hmm. you're holding that idea up uh, yeah. and and then you get let down yeah. when it doesn't happen or if it doesn't happen you still wonder or whatever like people are going to let us down and how tr- the last line here how trying to put my trust in you just takes so much out of me like mm-hmm. this is obviously a dysfunctional relationship most of the relationships yeah. if not all that they mm-hmm. sing about are dysfunctional yeah. but but this to me is like you know th- this is clearly part of the dysfunction here is that they were leaning into each other too much mm-hmm. um and you have to be people like a, a, a marriage or a relationship at it in its healthiest form is two people who without each other are already pursuing yes. the Lord mm-hmm. are already pursuing their ultimate destiny and their purpose for existence. And then when those paths converge mm-hmm. and like, there's no chance of them trying to make mm-hmm. each other their, their purpose and yes. their destiny. Yes. Yes. Um, it makes me think of, of uh, Place for My Head, which we started with. Yeah. I think how the moon sits in the sky on a dark night, shining the light from the sun, but the sun doesn't give its light to the moon, assuming the moon is going to owe it one. Yeah. And it's like, you can't just rely on one person. You can't have these codependent relationships. You need to both be whole people. Um, Aristotle talks about friendship as like true friendship is with two people like focused on the same ideals. They're not focused on each other. And right. that's why there's that famous book, Three to Get Married. Um, yeah. Uh, F- uh, Bishop Barron has a great talk ab- about this on, on yeah. YouTube. Um, but uh, I always loved Place for My Head. That's not this song. These aren't those yeah. lyrics. Sorry. That's the, it's the song we started with. Um, but I've always loved that. And then at some point I realized like, ooh, I'm kind of like that sometimes. Mm. Like I do things for people so that they'll be mm-hmm. nice to me, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll do things for, you know, my wife or, or whoever. And like, I, I think I'm being super generous and I'm trying to, but really I'm kind of being secretly manipulative. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> man, dang, false self, blurry face. There it is. <laughs> That's amazing. 
<laughs> yeah, and then on the flip side of the same lyrics, you could be the person that is so wounded by people that might have taken advantage of you, and it's hard for you to be willing, like like how it says, the moon doesn't give the or no, the sun doesn't give the light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna owe it one. Mm-hmm. Like you might, uh, I know people who have a hard time investing in relationships because mm-hmm. they're afraid that they're going to get hurt by it or they're mm-hmm. afraid that they're going to ask too much of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's such a real thing too. There's a Linkin Park song about that called Numb. Let's put that <laughs> up there. It was perfect segue. I was going to Numb. Great song off of Meteora, their second album. A huge, huge hit. Ex- just amazing song. It's amazing. Um, and this was also one of the mashups they did with James Z. I forget what song they did it with, but it's it's really good. Um I'm tired of being what you want me to be, feeling so faithless and lost under the surface. I don't know what you're expecting of me, put under the pressure of walking in your shoes, caught in the undertow. Every step that I take is another mistake to you. Um, I've become so numb, I can't feel you there, become so tired, so much more aware. By becoming this, all I want to do is be more like me and be less like you. There's, um, and can't you see that you're smothering me, holding too tightly, afraid to lose control? And uh, I just... Yeah, I've, I've known so many people that have been in, in toxic, unhealthy relationships, um, abusive relationships, maybe verbally, physically, sexually, and then they have a hard time um, engaging in real intimacy because they've become numb yep. as a defense mechanism. A very couple very close to me, um, the the woman had some, some sexual trauma before they were married, and um, when they got married, it was very hard for her to be open with him, even though he was very tender towards her, even though he was, he was a great guy. It was very hard. She had a lot of healing to do and they had, they had a lot of growing to do together. Um, but it was hard to, it's hard to be open when you've been hurt. Right? Mm. It's easy to become numb. Yeah. So, well, and, and that is true just as much and even more devastatingly about our relationship with God. So Ooh, when people, me. yeah. So can't you see that you're smothering me? Stop there. Like how many times do parents theoretically Mm well-intentioned totally misrepresent what the idea of religion looks like? So religion by itself is such a misunderstood word at its core. It literally means relationship Mm -hmm. with God. It literally means really. And so this notion of, Oh, I'm, I I don't, I'm not into religion. I'm into a really, I have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, so you're into religion. (laughs) Like that's, (laughs) that's what that means. Yeah. Um, I think, I think some, it's some, some Christians use religion as like a bad word. Exactly. This is me because trying to earn salvation. It's been shown the wrong way. It's been shown as something Mm -hmm. that smothers you with rules and Mm -hmm. like expectations and, There's no relationship that doesn't have rules or mm-hmm. expectations that doesn't exist. Otherwise, every relationship would be dreadfully dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. So when when parents and, and many of them doing the best they can smother their kids re- with religion, mm-hmm. they're they're doing a disservice because what they're doing is, is basically making sure that their kid is never going to be religious. Wow. Yeah. I think you're right. I've seen it happen. Yeah, I've definitely seen it happen. And um, one of the things that I did when I was a theology teacher with my ninth graders, we had this class called Foundations of Faith, just introducing them to the faith. And some kids are super into their faith and have gone to church all the time. Some kids are just learning about it for the first time. But one of the first lessons I did is called False Images of God. Mm. It's like, this is not what Christians believe. We don't believe in a policeman God who's just out to get you. We don't believe in a doctor God that you just go to when something's wrong. We don't believe in a Santa Claus God that just gives you coal when you're bad and presents when you're good. We don't, we don't believe in, like there was, there's a number of them but just kind of debunking those 
unhealthy things and helping kids name them and recognize like, oh, that's, that's, that's not, God isn't just up there as an accountant, just keeping track of my sins, right. watching me ready to squash me, yeah. you know, or, or God just isn't there to make me feel good about myself. He's not just a magic genie there to grant wishes. And then, then we get into, well, what, what does God, what is the God that we believe in? So mm-hmm. the God of love, you know? And that's why I think reading the gospels mm. is so huge. Jesus. You, you cannot overstate Mm-hmm. the importance and value of reading the Gospels. Jesus, because Jesus, Jesus, if you Jesus. want to know what God actually cares about, mm-hmm. read his words, mm-hmm. and you will know what God cares about because yeah. Jesus is God, and he uses words mm-hmm. which are recorded in the Gospels. Yeah. And also the, the Jesus' relationships and the way he treats people, the way he yep. approaches sinners, the way, the way yeah. And that's where I, I really struggle, and, and I, I try to maintain charity and, and uh, a presumption of good intentions and stuff. Um, because everybody is trying their best. It's just that we're coming yeah. from various contexts which predispose us to be right or wrong sometimes. Yeah. Um, but when we get so caught up with things that when you read the Gospels, you can be pretty confident Jesus would not care about. <laughs> <laughs> Washing the outside of the cup, not the inside of the cup. Straining out the yeah. gnat, but swallowing the camel. And yeah. there's a fine line Amen. there because there there is value in this notion of, let, let's take liturgy. We were kind of talking about liturgy today a yep. little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's take liturgy, for example, which oh is boy. the way we worship, the way that we gather for worship, the way that we mm-hmm. celebrate the Mass. We have a responsibility as people that love God, as yeah. his children. We have a responsibility to to worship him well mm-hmm. and to uphold the dignity of what we, 2,000 years into this whole thing, what we understand the Mass to be. Yeah, We are a kind of, you know, when I'm teaching like a confirmation class in a cheeky way, I kind of explain, it's like spiritual time travel. Yeah. You are being taken... It's it's physical and space, mm-hmm. spiritual time travel. You're being mm-hmm. taken to the foot of the cross. Yeah. You are there for the crucifixion. And everyone who has ever been to any mass has been at the crucifixion. Um and and this idea that like we we do have a responsibility to uphold the dignity of what that means. Mm-hmm. But we can really be caught up so well-intentionedly yeah with our heads up our bums yeah mm-hmm. about what that's supposed to look like or yeah. else mm-hmm. yep that we care more about it than jesus does yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. to me is dangerous because it can so easily mm-hmm. lead people away mm-hmm. yeah absolutely like the lyric we were just reading yeah absolutely absolutely yeah um before you get more specific about liturgy and piss somebody off, I'm going to take us in. No, direction. I didn't want to go okay, further good, than that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Um, I had a few other songs here that I love. Shadow of the Day, which is just like, I think it's probably Chester's, one of his best vocal performances and one of the best songs that crosses over. Um, then uh, this song, this is from later on. This is Minutes to Midnight as well. I think Shadow of the Day is too. Waiting for the End. This is one of the best examples of, of rap and rock crossing over. Um, and In the End, which is, Arguably their biggest song ever, or one of their biggest songs ever. It was ever. huge. Yeah, it was huge. Nobody doesn't recognize that piano part yeah, at the beginning dun, or end. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And um, but here's here's and I mentioned this before is that there's there's not a lot of hope in some of these songs, and uh, you know in the end it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all, but in the end it doesn't even matter. Um, 
Well, I mean, what do you, do you think there, there's, I mean, Chester did commit suicide, you know, like, do you think, do you think there's any hope in these songs? Do you see that? I think it's, well, in as much as for starters, art is expression. Mm-hmm. He was expressing a very real thing, yeah. which I, I don't know that he did think there would be hope in the end, Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is why he ultimately did what he did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm willing as a starting point to not take it further than that and just mm-hmm. allow him to express himself. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know if that is the stopping point. Yeah. What do you have any thoughts about that? I just, uh, I don't know. I love these songs. I love Lincoln park, but yeah. I, I wonder, I don't know. Like I want, I want art and I, I want beauty. I think art sh- is beautiful. Well, I think good art is beautiful, but I think it should, it should lead us to, yeah something greater and um i think if i have a, a criticism of lincoln park not every song needs to have a happy ending but it's really hard to find a lincoln park song with a happy ending. there may very well not be <laughs> yeah like probably the happiest sounding yeah uh actually, lincoln park song i'm thinking of is bleed it out it sounds like a dance song it's just like make it a dance dance a dirt dance floor again but like it's yeah it's still you pretty look up sad what song. the the first track is on uh living things that album living things can't remember the name of it Living Things, Lincoln Park album. Um, Lincoln Park. All right, the first album, Lost in the Echo? Yes. Okay. I don't know that song. I I love the song. Mm-hmm. If I remember the lyrics correctly, that there's hope, sort of, in this song, mm-hmm. in as much as, if I remember it correctly, it's a song about, about uh, taking ownership of your circumstance mm. and no longer letting someone else uh, have power over you that, that shouldn't have that power over you. Interesting. Here's some lyrics if you want to read them. So uh, these are not on the screen, so don't yeah. worry about it, Lena. Um, let me see here. Yeah, so I mean, right here. Um, Okay, and these promises broken deep below, each word gets lost in the echo, so one last lie I can see through. This time, I finally let you go. I finally let you go. Like, it's that moment of like, you know what? This isn't getting better. Mm -hmm. This is downright terrible, assuming that, you know, we're using every other song of theirs as a reference point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, enough. Like, I'm I'm going to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm going to walk away from this. Test my will, test my heart. Let me tell you how the odds going to stack up. Y'all go hard. I go smart. How's it working out for y'all in the back, huh? Okay, so this is, you know, like mm-hmm. hype stuff. It's got to be uh, Mike. Yeah, that yeah, is Mike. Mike <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen the frustration, been crossed and lost and told no, and I've come back unshaken, let down and lived and let go. So you can let it be known. I don't hold back. I hold my own. I can't be mapped. I can't be cloned. I can't see flat. I can't. It ain't my tone. I can't fall back. I came too far. Hold myself up and love my scars. Let the bells ring wherever they are because I was there saying, um, in these, so the chorus is in these promises broken deep below, each word gets lost in the echo. So, one last lie I can see through this time, I finally let you go. Mm. So, it's, it's like this willingness to like actually make the hard decision and mm. release something that needed to be released. 
That's a stretch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but at least it's like it's a, a little bit. It's a strive. It's yeah. not just like so many of the songs are like this inward dwelling yeah. of like mm -hmm. really just festering in the suckiness. Mm -hmm. This one is saying I'm stepping away. Yeah. And that's ish. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, if there were three Lincoln Park songs you wanted people to listen to. But oh, you can only pick three. I should have seen this coming. I could I could go first if you want. Please. So I would choose um In the End is really, really good. It's a classic Lincoln Park off their first album. There's a great version on Reanimation, the remix album. There's great live versions you can find on YouTube. Um one of the best uh just if you want to see them live and see how good they are live, look up Waiting for the End, one of the live versions, and just you see Mike singing and rapping and playing guitar and going back and forth, and you, you just see how seamlessly the band works. And it's he's singing harmony, it's 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 great. Um, I love Bleed It Out, it's just like it's one of the few Lincoln Park songs that has cursing in it. That's one of the things I love about them, is it's there's so rare to hear curse words. They went two full albums, yeah. Charting, I mean, they were they were like the band. Yeah, for two full albums in the world, they were the band, mm -hmm. and they didn't use a single curse yeah, word. Taylor Swift curses more than Lincoln Park does. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing. I love that. So, yeah, so Bleed It Out is is also also very good. There's there's so many good songs. All of Hybrid Theory, I can listen to Hybrid Theory all the way through and just. It's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Hybrid Theory all the way through Meteora, there isn't a single track, with the exception of that Mr. Han thing, if you happen to have an edition of it that has that. There isn't a single track that I would say, yeah, we can skip to the next one. Every song, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, is mm -hmm. knockout, meaningful, powerful, musically interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I, one, if, if there's a standout, uh, not in terms of like, it being extraordinarily musically interesting, but in particular, just like it's just such a beautiful and meaningful song, "Breaking mm -hmm. the Habit." Oh, such a good song! Yeah, yeah, and that's out of Meteora. Uh huh. That's a hopeful song. You're right. That is a very why hopeful didn't song. I think of that? Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of it either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, there's some hope there in there. Breaking there the Habit. Is. Breaking the Habit is totally a hopeful song. Yeah. <laughs> Watch us read it later and be like, "Oh crap, it's not." <laughs> well, from my memory, yeah. <laughs> it's a hopeful song. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So uh, let's pray on let's these on these topics. So I'll I'll start and you can chime in if you want. Offer one two for Chester. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we come to you with all our frustrations, all our broken relationships, all our false selves, all our faces within, all our paranoia, and uh, everything that crawls beneath our skin that bugs us and makes us numb. Uh, our everything lord that drags us down and leaves us with very little hope or no hope lord and we bring it all before you and we ask for your kindness and your grace and your love uh, for everyone listening for everyone watching for every one of us lord in a special way we ask um, for you to draw close to your heart chester we pray for the repose of his soul for the consolation of his family and his friends and his bandmates lord um, bless all the members of this band draw them close to you draw all of us each one of us close to you lord uh, we love you. We trust you. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. San Ignatius Loyola, since we mentioned you so up so pray much, for pray us. for us. It's beautiful. All right. So, uh, we, Nick, uh, you want to uh, tell people where they can find you? Oh, awakencatholic.org. That's where the go. action's at. That's where the action's at. You can find me at MikeTennyMusic.com or online at PKMikeyT on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find a lot of stuff between me and Nick at awakencatholic.org. 
www.ghostbusters.org and you can donate. You can help support shows just like this and make them happen. Keep the lights on and the cameras running. You can make a one-time or, or a recurring tax-deductible donation. You can also help us out by downloading the Halo app through our site, and that also helps out your prayer life as well. Thank you so much for being with us, Nick. Thanks so much for coming in. Next time, we'll try to get Fred Durst to come. And uh, yeah, so we'll it's been catch an honor. Thank you. <laughs> it has been an honor to have you. We'll see you guys next time. This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow App. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.